Welcome to the Military OneSource podcast. Military OneSource is an official program of the Defense Department with tools, information, and resources to help families navigate all aspects of military life. For more information, visit militaryonesource.mil. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Bruce Moody. Wherever you live, there are natural disasters. We live on the East Coast, so we get mostly hurricanes. You may get hurricanes as well, or typhoons, or earthquakes, tornadoes, floods, wildfires, or some combination that climate change is only making worse and increasingly unpredictable. And then there are the man-made disasters, and it becomes understandable that occasionally your command needs to ask, are you okay? And how's your family? So we call this personnel accountability, and uh, we're going to talk about it during this episode with my guest, Lisa Valentine, who is the Department of Defense's Program Manager for Personnel Accountability. Lisa, it's so great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Bruce. It's very good to be here. So let's talk about this because personnel accountability in the context of following up from a disaster is not merely checking in. It's not merely roll call. So why would a command want their people to check in after a disaster? Well, Bruce, it's twofold. The first part is because it's mandatory. It's required by DOD policy. And it's required because it's a commander's responsibility to know if their people are okay or not okay. And then you want to take those personnel resources that are okay to provide other resources to those in need. And then the second part is the assessment. You want to assess those people that have been negatively affected by that disaster by determining what their needs are. And those needs can be from physical needs to spiritual needs to just a myriad of things. So it could be from medical help. Maybe they have lost their home. They need a place to stay. They have no food. They need to eat. They may need some money for transportation. I mean, just a myriad of things from clothing. Maybe they had a horrible tragedy where someone in the family has passed and they need help to have that person buried and, um, and, and so forth. So it goes from one extreme to, to the other. We're going to get into all of this, and and there's a system, and this is this is pretty much what we're going to be talking about during this episode. This called the Personnel Accountability and Assessment System, um, where you basically communicate all of that. So, tell us about this system and what it is, and and we'll get into more about who can use it. And but just give us a brief overview of what the uh, Personnel Accountability and Assessment System is. So the personal accountability and assessment system is a way to connect using the internet. And what you're doing is you're going in there and you account for yourself. So there'll be an event that occurs and you should from your service or your, your unit or your agency, you might get a text that says, hey, you need to account for yourself and there'll be a link. If you don't get something like that, you don't want to not count for yourself because it is also a personal responsibility. You can also um, access it through Military One Source. But what you're going to do is you're going to go into the system, and it's going to ask you questions. So the you know first thing is you know you know you're accounting for yourself, telling them that where you are, and then you go through and you'll answer questions that will help your unit or you know your service, your agency to determine 
what needs that you have. And then what they do is they put you in contact, they'll connect you with a coordinator that can help you to get those assets that you need to take care of your health and welfare and those of your family. So this system, the the system that you're describing, we're going to put links in the program notes, people can click into it. But I think in this conversation, we really kind of need to get into the, the bits and pieces of it. So people kind of have an understanding of what will be in there when they need it. And so for that, it seems like they really need to be getting into this beforehand. Do I understand this correctly? They probably need to get some information into the system before disaster strikes so that the command can reach them. Do I have that correct? It is. And one of the ways to do that is to make sure that the information in their deers is up to date and that of their families. And so that is uh, located through the, the deers rapid system. So you want to make sure that your location of where you are is up to date, your phone numbers, your email addresses, and so forth. And if you don't, then it makes it hard to tell for the unit or your organization, your you know your agency, to determine where exactly that you are and that and that you you belong to them. So that's why it's always important every time you make a move, every you know every so often, at least once a year, you should make sure that all of your, your contact information is up to date. And the DEERS, it feeds into the PAS system. Okay, so a commander needs to know where the people on the installation have scattered to for safety. So that's going to be a lot of different people. There's, there's the folks in uniform, of course, but there's also civilians, there's contractors. Are these also people who are going to be able to use this uh, accountability and assessment system? So for DOD civilian employees, so whether you're an Army civilian or a Navy or Coast Guard, etc., you would definitely use your PAS system. Now, let's keep in mind, Marines use Marine Online, so um, they're a, a little bit unique. But for contractors, it's up to the contracting agency when they're located in the United States to account for their own people. So it's not a DOD responsibility. However, if you're a contractor and you're overseas in support of the Department of Defense, then you have a responsibility in order to account for yourself and use the PATH system if that's what your agency or service is using or use whatever system that they are using to account for yourself and your family members if they are also overseas with you. Okay, so let's let's go into a couple of maybe a, a scenarios. So a disaster has struck and a, and a family has managed to leave the installation to a safer place. Maybe there was a tornado that came through or a hurricane and they've left maybe across town, maybe to another time zone. So now they've left. What are the sort of things that a family can ask for through this, this system? What do they want to let their commands know and what can they ask for? They want to make sure, number one, most importantly, how we said, make sure the information is up to date. So if you have your family members and you need, you know, certain benefits and, and assistance, first off, they must be in there listed as your dependents if you are the sponsor. So that sponsor would be the military service member or it would be the DOD civilian or it would be the overseas contractor who has their family members in that overseas location. So what they would do is, you know, when they report themselves, they're going to say where they are located and then what they need. So maybe what they need is money for a hotel. Um, maybe they need food. 
maybe they need clothing because uh, they just have the shirt on their back because they had to leave right away. So whatever that they need, or maybe they don't have medicines that because they had to leave in such a rush, especially like if you got hit with a tornado, you may not have that anymore. Um, but, you know, emergent needs, whatever those are to include, you know, maybe you need a wheelchair or anything like that. Okay, since this is a disaster that we're talking about and we're responding to it, what uh, what would be the alternative to a service member and a family to check in with their, their command if they don't have access to the internet? So one of the ways, Bruce, that they could do, so let's say they don't even have a, have a cell phone, is that they can go to the nearest first responder and have them to contact their unit or even military one source. And one of the things I would recommend for every member of our audience today is to take down this number, which is for military one source, because they're always there 24 seven, you'll always have a person at the other end. But that number is 800-342-9647. And if everybody in our audience were to put that phone number for military one source in their cell phone, even if they don't have connectivity, maybe they can access their contacts and then have someone to make that call for them. Or perhaps they can borrow someone's phone and call that number. And again, it's 800-342-9647 for Military One Source. And Military One Source is there for, for all one's needs. So I highly, highly recommend, again, 800-342-9647. Okay. So if a family has special needs, is there anything that they can do before disaster to, to identify their needs, to make sure that in the event of the need to, to evacuate, that they have uh, um, support ready for them or available to them? Absolutely. There is a DOD emergency preparedness guide that one could access that, that tries to help you and give you guidelines of what to do in preparation. And what's very neat about this is, again, if you just go onto Military One Source, if you go to the bottom of any page on Military One Source, there is underneath quick access, there's a link that says emergency contacts for disasters and evacuations. And when you click on that, it will automatically take you to the Emergency Contacts for Disasters and Evacuations page. And then in red font, it says Department of Defense Emergency Preparedness Guide. There are also other articles that you can find on Military One Source that's available that takes you through different scenarios of things to consider, you know, in case there's a fire and, you know, what would you do in case of that or how to prepare for a flood or what hap- what do you do in the event of a flood? Do you have a rally point? So this way your family members know what to do once they leave the place where the disaster is located to go to a safe haven or to a safe location and they know where, where to go. So through this personal accountability and assessment system, will a service member, will the family... Um, be told when it's safe, when it's appropriate for them to return? Yes. And the key of it is, too, is that all of the DOD components are required to have a phone number where one can reach and call in so that they can figure out, well, what is the status? And to also receive further instructions of what to do. 
So one thing I'm hearing, and I, I probably should have noted this kind of earlier on, but this is not some automated, I mean, it is a system, but but there's real people on the other end, people who are really checking in. There's a real touch point here where someone has the ability to communicate with somebody at their home installation. Can you talk a little bit about that? It's not merely a, they're not merely filling out a form. That is true because there's someone that's monitoring as the information is coming in and that that can reach out to you. So for each of the services and they have, you know, the family readiness centers, um, and so, and they have coordinators. So these are real humans that are on the other side that can provide that warm touch to help. And then not only that, if you are in a position where maybe, you know, you are a overseas contractor or maybe you're a DOD civilian employee, you can always reach out to Military One Source where you can have a human that's on the other side uh, that can connect you to other resources in your area to help you in the event of an emergency. Very interesting. Do you have any final words on this, Lisa? My final words is to, to make sure that you keep your information up to date with DEERS. And anytime that you move or you have a change, you make sure that your family members are all in there. So if you have a, a new addition to your family, you get you know married or you have a new child and, and so forth, that you, you have them in the system and that you know what to do in the event that there is a natural or man-made disaster. And I would highly recommend for our audience to check out our e-learning course or e-tutorial that's located on Mill Life Learning. It's about personal accountability and it provides additional information. This is really important information. It's also a lot of information, but really we're going to put a bunch of links in the program notes and from there people can be off and running. But it's a really important issue. Uh, we've all either been through some sort of a disaster, a storm or something, or we've seen accounts of it. We know it can upend your life. And we know that being prepared and having somebody on the other end who, who can check in and see how you're doing can make all of the difference. So thank you, Lisa, so much for joining us today. You're welcome, Bruce. And that's one of the advantages of being part of our great military family. I agree. I agree. Lisa Valentine is the program manager for the Defense Department's Personnel Accountability Program. Hey, I want to let you know before we uh, wrap up that Military One Source is an official part of the Defense Department. For real, our boss works in the Pentagon. We're a website, a call center, and now we're a podcast. So, of course, we want you to subscribe. But really, it's a good idea because we get into a whole range of topics designed to help military families navigate military life. So thanks very much for listening. I'm Bruce Moody. Goodbye.